0: everybody wants to win Mm -hmm. everybody wants to do well everybody wants to perform well and our job as the leaders is to make a clear roadmap clear processes and a clear defined target of this is what it looks like to win Mm -hmm. and this is how to win
1: welcome to the takeover with tim and cindy where we show you how to dominate every area of life and business let's get winning
0: What is happening, my people? Hey, this is Tim and Cindy here with The Takeover. And today, we're going to walk you through exactly how to build culture in a remote environment. In fact, we're going to show you how to build culture so good that people show up to work energized, enthusiastic, people love meetings. And it seems crazy for some people, but it's very, very, very doable, very practical tips we're going to give you today. So Cindy, how do you think about remote culture?
1: Yeah, when I think about building culture in a remote team I first want to highlight that people think culture is only in person like if you have an office if people have to show up to an in-person environment that that's a culture of a team but people don't emphasize or highlight how important culture is in a remote environment especially it's increasingly more important when you are not interacting with people face to face in person that you do have to build culture remotely whether you have a team of two people or 200 people culture is equally as important. And we know a lot of people in the remote environment or in the remote space that deal with freelancers or contractors. Maybe Mm. they have one or two employees. Regardless of where you are at in business, you need to establish culture for your team. I think about the way the modern workforce is today, how easy it is for people to go from one job to another, job hopping or seeking new opportunities. If you want people to be attracted to your Team and your opportunity as a place where they want to invest their time and their skills and their talent, you have to build culture because people are attracted to companies for two reasons. It's one, it's the pay, two, it's the opportunity or the culture, right? Mm. And so you want to build the kind of culture even as a remote team, where people are actually excited to show up for work, but they're also committed to staying. And how you keep people is by having really good culture. So I want to start off this episode by just thinking about, regardless of where you're at in business, whether you have 200 employees or just two, you need to establish culture, and especially so in a remote environment.
0: So I 100% agree. And I will say this, when I first got into business, I heard culture, I knew culture, culture, all the buzzwords, but I don't think I actually knew what it was. And when I had built, built my first kind of bigger company, culture formed. I didn't know how it formed, but it formed and it was super, what I would call toxic. And it wasn't fun. It wasn't enjoyable. It was super stressful. So can you maybe explain what even culture is?
1: Yeah, culture is one of those things that you can't put your finger on. Like you can't point to culture like this is culture. But it's definitely something that you can feel. Mm. And it may sound woo-woo, but when you've been in very toxic culture, it's a feeling. It's like an environment that you can feel is very toxic. And you can also feel a culture that is good, right? That Mm. is energizing. And so if I think about culture, I would say it's an environment. It's a feeling that people have when they step into a Zoom room with you or in a room with you. Culture is communication. It's how you and the team interact and engage with each other. So a lot of it is is spoken through communication but a lot of it is also unspoken and it's a feeling that you invoke that makes sense so yeah like i want to say that you can put your finger on culture but you cannot you will tell through the environment through the way people interact and the way that they show up and communicate whether there is a really good healthy culture or whether there is not and i'm almost 100 certain that everybody listening can attest to having been in either really good culture or environment and really bad. Like you can feel when you're in one or the other.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about this to just have some practicals of how we do that because we have insane culture and it's so good and it's so energizing and people wonder like how can you do that in zoom rooms yeah how can you do that over slack and it can be done and in fact you can make it so fun because not only are you able to build culture in a remote environment you also are giving people a flexibility that they're just not going to have in an office environment so I think and I feel strongly that you can actually build better culture in a remote environment because like we have some people on our team that are like, where are you at this week? I'm in Thailand. They're still getting their work done. Wow, what amazing culture is that, mm-hmm. that? That person can keep putting the work in, be with the team, and travel and experience the world. So I'm yeah. excited to, as we roll this out and kind of just talk about the practicals of how to do that. Yes, absolutely. So what are the fundamentals of having great culture in a remote work environment?
1: Yeah, so a big part of your culture is your team meetings, Mm. especially in a remote environment. Your team meetings are your culture. So think about, does your team get energized to jump on meetings, whether it's on Zoom, Skype, Google Meets, however you will interact? Are people energized and excited about meeting, or do people dread meeting with each other in your company? (laughs) Because that's a very clear indicator on the type or the kind of culture that you have. So think about, how can I make my team meetings engaging, interactive, where people can jump on, communicate, and engage with one another in a way that's energizing? Yeah. Another part to that is making sure that you have a very clearly defined structure to your team meetings. Because when there is structure, when there is order, people know what to expect. They can be prepared for the meeting and it actually allows your meetings to flow a lot smoother. Mm. I'll see a lot of teams, people will jump on, they'll brainstorm, people are not really sure what the agenda is and that can really dampen the culture of your team. Yes. So think about if you are going to build culture in a remote environment, make sure that your team meetings are a place that energizes people and gets them bought in to your vision, into your mission, yes. into the values of your company and not a place where people are frustrated or they're multitasking and half of the people <laughs> on the team are actually disengaged.
0: I think what is really cool about what you say here, and I think a lot of people are going to miss if they're not paying attention, is that culture is structure, mm-hmm. right? Culture. Culture. Culture requires structure. Culture requires Energy. Uh, the second law of thermodynamics is that everything will get worse without energy. I, I'm kind of botching it up. But the whole concept, the whole principle is everything takes energy mm-hmm. to maintain in, in a closed environment. And culture takes, you have to have a structure, you have to have a system, you have to reinforce it. Mm-hmm. But what's beautiful is once you, it's kind of going and it has momentum, the team itself will reinforce the culture. It's almost like an immune system where if you have the right culture and system, and processes, if people come in and like, again, this is stupid, the team's like, what are you talking about? We're bought into this. We're mm-hmm. here. And so I think the cool thing about having a structure is when you are very clear defined on your your structure, your mission, your values, how you do things, you're actually going to start attracting people that are like-minded to you yeah. in that way. Mm-hmm. Not that you're trying to get everybody that thinks the exact same way, but people that like that kind of culture. And so which it makes it building culture easier when you define it because then you're going to start attracting people that like that Definition of what culture should be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I know we touched on vision, mission, and values. And so if you have not yet listened to episode two on culture, make sure that you tune into that episode because we talk all about the vision, the mission, the values, and how you yes. actually build that all from the ground up. Today, we're taking it a step further on how to build it in a remote environment, but the same rules apply. Yes. And as we're mentioning, the team meeting is a place for you to further enforce and get people. People bought in to the vision, the mission, and the values of the company.
0: How do you do that in a, in a Zoom meeting, reinforce mission, vision, values, and get them bought in? I mean, a, it seems like. Kind of tough to really reinforce it. How how do you practically create reinforce and get people excited about the mission, vision, and values? Yeah,
1: I'll say practically how we do it. So every Tuesday we have what's called a tribe huddle, and on that Zoom meeting, people are shouting out other members of the team Mm. that are living up to the vision, the mission, and the values. So that is very practically where we're highlighting. This is our vision. This is the mission. These are our values. How can we identify other people on the team and shout them out for living? up to those values. And so values for us is a living, breathing thing. It's something we talk about all throughout team meetings. Yes. If someone's going to shout someone out, it's not just for doing a good job. It's for living up to the values, right? Yes. People will shout somebody out for candor. Like Candor is our language. People will shout somebody out for having a passion for people. So when you are giving praise and recognition, we do it from a place of how does this align with I our values that. versus just, hey, you did a great job.
0: I mean, that's just the science of human behavior is if you see a certain behavior, you want to reinforce that behavior. And in this case, it's we have our 10 values, the Pima 10. In this case, it's if somebody showed a resolve to win, they were relentless to push to get something across the line. We're not just saying, you did a great job. We're saying, hey, I wanted to shout out so-and-so. Your resolve to win inspired me, man. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're reinforcing behaviors with the values in Absolutely. the meeting. That's, yes. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, that is just, it's so cool when you start to reinforce Reinforce that because people get excited about it people get energized about it and what are you doing with the rest of the team is you're reinforcing the kind of behaviors that you want in your tribe or in your mm-hmm. culture whereas uh, i think a lot of times what happens and the reason why team meeting another reason why team meetings can be bad is that that we don't start off with positive energy or we're not reinforcing uh, according to culture we're more hey why is this wrong what's this doing wrong what are you doing here and uh, sometimes people can get on the calls like oh shoot Am I going to get bashed Mm. for doing the report wrong? Are we going to talk about how doom and gloom things are? Mm -hmm. And this is like a positive reinforcement of like, hey, great job doing it this way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I think that's such a good thing to highlight and important is how you start off team meetings and how you all engage right in that positive sharing wins, bringing good energy and momentum into the meeting, because that is a huge contributor to culture
0: for sure. So what else do we need to know about building culture in a remote environment?
1: Hey there, I've got to stop here for one quick second to ask you this question. Have you been enjoying the podcast? If so, make sure that you are subscribed and take that one extra step to please leave us a rating and a review wherever you are listening to the show. Not only does it help us continue to grow and impact more people, we'll make sure that we show up wherever you are listening as well. Yeah, I would say the second part to that one of the fundamentals that I think about is making sure that people have an opportunity to connect personally. So, think about in an office environment, you have an opportunity to connect with people say in the hallway or what they call like water cooler chat. So, you can pass by coworkers, have conversation, meet up for lunch, things like yeah. that. That is not something that you can do in a remote environment, right? Mm. So, very often you see people will miss the personal connection that they can potentially have with coworkers when they're working remotely. So if you want to build a really good culture in a remote environment, you need to craft or create opportunities for people to connect on a personal level. Very practically how we do it at Pima is we will set up breakout rooms. So after say a 15 minute team meeting, after we've shared wins, a lot of energy and momentum, we'll break out into breakout rooms. We'll put people in different rooms every week. And that's an opportunity for people to share what's going really well on a personal level. What are some goals that you've hit? So people can engage Engage and interact and share what's going on personally with new people on the team that they maybe haven't interacted with before, yeah. but it allows people to connect on a personal level. And let me tell you, when we implemented this, well, how bought in people were to the company, how bought in there were to each other, right? Mm -hmm. You hear about somebody else's goals and you're like, wow, we're working on this mission to help this person hit their goal too. It's energizing, it's encouraging. And so just finding opportunities and ways for your team to connect personally, and even for you as the owner or the leader or the entrepreneur to connect with your people is so, so, so important, especially in a remote environment.
0: One thing I love about this is you're going to have people in the team connecting that would have never connected before. So if you mm-hmm. have a you know small two, three person company, you can just do this in that main room. Yeah. What happens is when we started growing past a certain amount of people, it was maybe like 10 or 13, it was like, we don't have time to go through Tuesdays we do what's your personal and professional wins. It was started getting where like the whole meeting was just everybody going through their personal and professional wins. So we started doing these breakout rooms and as the team's grown, it's been so cool to watch because mm-hmm. you could have the salesperson in the same room with the marketing tech that's at a tour. Totally different piece of the company they would have uh probably not even in uh, an in-person environment would have ever connected and now you got this salesperson in this this marketing tech totally different parts of the company and they're sharing what their personal professional goals are in a, in a room of two or three people mm-hmm. and so it allows everybody on the team to have a very deep connection with everybody else in the different departments and for uh, everybody I, i've ever talked to about these breakout rooms says they absolutely love them and i know for me it's just you know as, as the CEO to be able to meet the new people, meet different people, hear people's dreams, hear people's goals is, is very powerful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's a really practical way to build culture. Um, I would say remotely, it's just giving people opportunities to connect on a personal level. Mm. Um, I've heard some companies do really interesting things like trivia or different games, and they'll have like game days, all the different ways you can connect, but you can make yeah. it fun, see what works for you and your team. Biggest takeaway is give people an opportunity to connect on a personal level and don't assume that people will create this on their own. You have to be proactive to create those opportunities.
0: Yeah. And I will say right now that if you have these structures that you're that Cindy's talking about, if you're listening to this, if you have these structures in place, you don't have to have them perfect. Mm -hmm. But if you have them in place and you're refining them over time, this will Absolutely change the game. If you're finding any of your meetings, or oh man, I'm tired, I don't want to go to this meeting over time as you start to implement these things you'll actually start to get excited by the meetings so no, yeah. there, there can be things that I'm like man I don't want to do this today I don't want to do this but it's rarely or never the team meeting
1: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely
0: what's the final piece to the puzzle that we need to have a really good culture in a remote environment
1: the last thing is autonomy with accountability so everybody performs better with accountability but when you're thinking about a remote environment you want people to have autonomy on how they do their work right which is why you have a remote team anyway if you're trying to micromanage every single little part of how somebody gets something done, you might as well have an office right I think the, the reason why a lot of people go remote is for that yeah. autonomy, right It is so that people can communicate or get things done asynchronously. So think about how can you implement autonomy? meaning giving people the leeway on how they get their work done as long as the result or the output or the outcome is there. But make sure you're also Holding people accountable Because everybody performs better With accountability And we've noticed Especially in a remote environment That you have to hold people accountable And people perform so much better When they know they have accountability And it automatically elevates your culture right? Because if I'm checking on One of my direct reports Like hey this was going to get done At this date and this time What support do you need on that They automatically not only want to perform At a really high level But they know that they have the support And backing from the leaders as well. So think about when you are creating culture remotely, how can you give people autonomy on how and when they get things done, but hold them accountable to ensuring that it gets done with your support?
0: A big mistake that I've made for sure, and that I think a lot of people make, is they mistake autonomy and accountability for abdication Mm -hmm. or for not having to create the right processes. Hey, you just do it whatever way you want and you get the result. So just to be really clear, this is not abdication like you just go do your thing and let me know when it's done Uh, and you know, you Mm -hmm. don't give any support and this is very clear because at our company, everything is documented, processes, step one, step two, all of that, What we're talking about here is giving the tools and the support, the processes, the SOPs, here's how to do the role, here's the outcomes we're looking for, but then giving them autonomy on kind of when to do that, the flexibility to do that, as long as they have it done and the result by said date. And then accountability is just making sure that they're getting that done by said date and then also giving them what's super important is the tools Mm -hmm. uh, that they need to be successful with that. Because I think a lot of times, and I've made this mistake, Like when you yell or you say, get this result, (laughs) but you don't give a clear roadmap of how to get that result. You don't give a clear, here's what it looks like to win. Here's how to win. Then you're also setting that person up for failure. Everybody wants to win. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to do well. Everybody wants to perform well in our job as the leaders. Is to make a clear roadmap, clear processes, and a clear defined target of this is what it looks like to win Mm -hmm. and this is how to win.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think a lot of teams miss that last piece that you mentioned, which is giving them the exact process or way to win, right? With very clear metrics and KPIs on what winning looks like Mm. or what success looks like, what hitting the target looks like. If you don't have that, it's very easy for people to get demotivated because they don't know what they're reaching Towards.
0: Yeah. And then when they do get the result, they're like, cool, great. But they might not know how to repeat that result. And then when they don't get the result and they get in trouble, it's like, well, I I did my best, but I didn't have a process. And when you have that clear target and roadmap to get there, it really sets them up for success. Wanted just to make sure that people know clearly what we mean by giving autonomy and accountability. This is not abdication. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's good. And I think that alone right there people want to win people want to thrive people want to do well in their role and i think that alone right there is a big key to having great culture period anywhere but is super important in a remote environment because they can't just be like oh hey come over to my desk mm-hmm. i'll mm-hmm. show you this thing
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah that's
1: so good one more bonus tip i'll give on culture and especially building culture remotely is if your team culture shifts or changes based on who comes in and out of the company, you don't have a culture. If your team culture, say somebody new comes in and they're like this massive personality, very outgoing, and your team culture now shifts to massively big, outgoing, energetic, and then that person leaves and your culture's back down to boring or nonchalant that means that your culture Mm. is shifting as people come in and out which means you do not have a clearly defined culture yes so that's so important to think about as you're running your team remotely um because i think about us at pima our culture is our culture is our culture Yes. Regardless of who comes in or out, like the culture stays the same and it's very consistent regardless of who's in or who's out. And so when people are coming in, they know that this is the culture, they abide by the rules of the of the tribe, of the culture, they, they participate, they're engaged, right? And our culture doesn't shift based on who comes in and out. And yeah. so think about that and reflect on that for your team. If somebody comes in, does that shift your culture? Because it probably means your culture is not clearly defined. Yep. If somebody leaves, do you feel like a part of your culture has left? Because that also means your culture is not clearly defined. So your culture shouldn't be based on a person or on a group of people. Your culture should be your culture. Yeah. Very objective, very clearly defined, regardless of who comes in or out, like this is the culture.
0: Wow. I love that. And if you go back to our former episode, it's about setting. What, <laughs> it's your company. What What do you want this thing to be like? Mm-hmm. What do you want the values to be? You're setting that, you're defining it. And then that doesn't get shifted and changed when a different personality with different values comes in because yes. it's been defined. Absolutely. Um, and if you're the owner of the company... <laughs> How beautiful is that? You get to determine Mm -hmm. what you want your environment to be. And then you attract teammates that like that. And so you actually don't have different types of people with totally different values coming in.
1: Yeah. You hire and fire based on the values. Absolutely.
0: Well, this is super powerful. I just know because I've been on the other side of bad culture that I is my fault. It was my company. I built, I let it form. And I had that exact same thing where it was, I didn't build culture. And so Every personality that came in contributed to it, but it went in a Mm. bunch of different ways and it ended up getting really, really toxic. And so Cindy, I wish I would have known this information a little, little while ago, but you know, as the old Chinese parable says, best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Second best time is right now. And I think what's super important for those listening right now to know is it doesn't matter whether it's just you You've got to define the culture, Mm -hmm. just you and one person, you got to define it, or you already have 10 people and it's a little bit of a runaway train. And how do you even get started? You got to get started. You got to get it going and it will take energy. It will take effort, but I will tell you on the other side of having great, amazing culture that energizes you when you go to meetings that you're excited to see people. The work is worth it because once you build culture, there is a momentum that is so powerful that it just drives the company Mm -hmm. and top of that it's almost like the culture acts almost like an immune system where when bad people come in or gossip starts coming in it's like the culture is so strong it almost flushes those kind of things out so it will be work be willing to do the hard work now to make a culture that is easy to thrive in
1: Mm -hmm. so good so good This is Tim and Cindy with The Takeover. At the end of every episode, we always say, what's one thing that you can take out of the episode? What did you learn? What can you implement today? Make sure that you follow the show wherever you are listening. And remember, domination is not a destination. It's a way of life. Stay winning.